three, two, one. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Let's take it back. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's up? Man, we haven't been here in a minute. Yes. <laughs> How you guys been? Every time we jump on, someone dies. So shout oh out! Oh my god, that is actually true. Yeah. Well, I mean, no matter what, every time we jump on, someone dies. We just don't necessarily know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, rest in peace, Bismarcky. Yeah, man, where are my cards? I have my cards up too. Yeah, oh, that's right on the those little cards we have. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. in there. I I was talking about this earlier uh, on the radio, and Naki can attest to this. Uh, Michael is uh, as a DJ. What we would have to do, especially with uh, "Just a Friend," the song "Just a Friend." Mm-hmm. Uh, as a DJ, you had to always roll with two pieces of vinyl. So mm. this is how we roll: two pieces of vinyl in the sleeve because it came out with. LP version on one side, instrumental on the other, because it has uh, that cold uh, intro. You had to do the beats. You had to use the instrumental to get into the song because, or else you just slammed it. You slammed that mix in. That might be one you could slam in, right? Yeah. You just cut to you. (laughs) (laughs) Classic slam. But I got, you know what, man? I got uh, an opportunity uh, on Friday night. Uh, while I was DJing to put uh, just a friend on and mm-hmm. the whole club was vibing and they, they, everyone was singing the song and you think about it when the song come out, 1989. Well, right? yeah, I think it was 88 or 89. One of them. Yeah. Kids, the kids who were dancing weren't even born yet. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> they weren't even born yet, but they sang every word to the whole song. And that's just an, a testament it's a testament to good music, right? To me. A hit is a hit is a hit. So shout out to Biz, man. That that song is a hit forever. Yeah. And a, and a lot of people, I mean, I, I knew this. I think we covered this maybe um it's it maybe a few episodes ago where um uh Big Daddy Kane actually wrote uh for Biz Marky, he wrote the vapors, he wrote a lot of those songs because Biz Marky put him on. And took him on tour, and so he was the catalyst to help Big Daddy Kane get a record deal. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Actually, saw Big Daddy Kane on his IG. He gave one of those heartfelt, uh, you know, condolences and shout out to Biz for for putting him on. And man, you could just tell, man, that dude was just broken up about mm-hmm. losing Biz Marquis. You know. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, the fifteen days of uh, two weeks ago when. They first released it, and everyone thought, you know, he had passed. I mean, it was tough, man, because, you know, I'm thinking about a lot of, you know, the other, um, you know, founding fathers of hip hop, you know, that passed on, you know, from, you know, Ecstasy, uh, Gift of Gab, you know, all these different yeah. cats, you know, in their, in their 50s. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was just like, it, it's, it's sad because, they don't really get the credit, man, that they so deserved seeing what the music business of hip hop has 
evolved into. They don't get the credit. And I, I hate that. Well, I'll tell you, you know what's crazy, Naki, is um, I was seeing some of these, you know, these new up, up and coming artists and just listening to them talk. And you're thinking like they owe it to the founding fathers. Somehow they owe it to them. But mm-hmm. I don't think they see it that way. They, they, because I, 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 I'm trying to remember which artist this was. It was like a contemporary, a big artist that said they had never listened to Tupac before. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that. It was one of those, uh, it's one of those little, little guys, little, little somebody. But he was dead. So he goes, I just listened to a Tupac record recently. I'd never listened to him before. And yeah, you know, his lyrics are kind of cool. I was like, huh? wow. But he wasn't disrespectful. Like, he didn't, and <laughs> he, he meant it. Yeah, he was being sincere, right? He didn't mean it in a disrespectful yeah. way. Their, their go tos are like the Lil Wayne's and stuff like that. So, the, you know, and, and us, I mean, Naki and I, we go way back to like the Cold Crush Brothers and, and, That's and right. Master Flash and the Fury. The fucking I mean, four plus one, man. Let's go. <laughs> Treacherous three. We go way back. So, you know, you look at something like that and then you, you, you know, you think about the 90s hip hop guys. They kind of played homage to uh, those guys, but not really either. Not really either. They, they weren't like, oh, I'm going to put this guy on my back and bring him as a feature. And so you got to imagine you got two, three generations of hip hop like separating the new kids. Now, they have no clue they, there's no history book. Right. There's, no one has written a history book about hip hop to say, OK, the first DJ to scratch a record was Cool Herc or something. Right. I don't even know if they would care. I don't even know if they would care about that because it doesn't impact them anyways. You know, I think it's enough information available if you research or, yeah. um, you know, you want to know about your craft, you know, where it came from. I, I'm sure it's enough information out there. But what I was told, I would say in. The Lil John and the East Side Boys era, like the 2005, 2007, you know, up in that time, mm-hmm. that we was entering the era where they called it microwave music. And, you know, you know the difference between microwave chicken and baked chicken. You already know the difference. One take longer to cook, mm-hmm. but it's delicious when it's done. The one that's come out fast, yeah, you, you, may, get, you, you may get to eat it. But it might not be as good right. as the, the 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 bake stuff. So when they ushered into that microwave era, they just totally forgot about what was built the last 15, 20 years that made hip hop to what it was at that particular time. Yeah. So I, don't just, I, I really don't think there's any going back. I, I don't think that I think our expectations are are way out of pocket for these young kids who are, who are doing the music now because yeah. that they're not taking from the eighties hip hop. They're not even taking from the nineties hip hop doing what they do. Now they're taking from each other. It's not even, they're not even going back far enough, yeah. right? They're not going back far enough. I mean, the T pain rant is the best rant I've seen on the internet. <laughs> it was so on point. And, yeah. and uh, but the only people who like that rant are us old uh, us old old heads we're the only ones who like that that rant <laughs> because i mean we understand where he's coming from and not only that you got to look at some of the i mean the proof is in the pudding man look at some of the stations that used to be 
on top when hip hop was Jay Z, Nas, you know, all these different stations used to be on top. If you look at those same stations now, it's 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 terrible because a lot of people don't like the music, and it's not necessarily that every rapper that's out is bad. Don't get me wrong, I like Lil Baby, I like Travis Scott. Um, it's a few other. Ones, oh, you're you know? old head. Those guys aren't. Those guys are old. They're old head. This new guy, uh, the baby, he's new. He's like the goat of this era, I believe. Well, it, he's now he's teamed up with Fifty Cent, right? He's actually te- he actually did a record with Kanye. Mm-hmm. He did a record with Kirk Franklin that was on the Space Jam Two soundtrack. That's amazing. I mean, this kid is like, I mean, he's really, really, you know, doing what he needs to do. To solidify himself as not just a microwave artist or a fan, you know, he, he, yeah, he's bridging the gap. I mean, like I said, you know, I had an instance where if a little baby record would come on in a car, my wife would turn it <laughs> like, <boom. laughs> just, just couldn't stomach it. But when I played the record with Kirk Franklin, she loves gospel. She really, she said, that's one record that I would definitely listen to by a little baby. So he's getting those fans on that opposite side that would never take a chance on them. It's kind of crazy how music's coming out too, though. Some of these guys, their production comes after their fame. Like Migos. Yeah. Those guys sounded terrible, you know, like horrible when they were popular. But once they got popular, their sound changed. They got better. And their lyrics changed for the better, for the way better, you know, so that everybody can understand them. Everybody can relate to them. Um, and then they just opened up their their network, but man, it, I mean, I couldn't stand them. When, you know, I couldn't listen to them like the way you're saying. Stomach but that's what maturity does. You know, you get so tired of pe- your peers beating on you or beating you up, saying, you know, do this, do that. You sound this, you sound that. Not that you're supposed to care about what other people think, but when it's a peer, someone that you idolized or looked up to or even heard about that made noise in the industry, you know, and they're constantly like saying, step your game up, get your lyrics right, get your flow right. And they did that. So, you know, I commend them for making that change and, mm-hmm. and trying to make music better because they, they're, they're the examples. Yeah. As, as of now, no one is going to say a new rapper coming up. He's not going to say, you know, I'm a, I'm a pattern my sound after Jay-Z. He's going after <laughs> yeah. Migos. He's going after, uh, you know, Lil Baby or whoever else is considered, you know, Young Thug is considered one of the ones that they look up to. Uh, Rowdy Rich got a lot of his sound from Young Thug. He stated that before. Young Thug got a lot of his style and sound from Lil Wayne. So, you know, it, it just... It goes it goes on that way. And it was a uh, little Yachty said that uh Biggie and Pac were overrated five years ago. Uh, he said that. Yeah, no, but but the, yeah, I mean he okay. said some stuff and that little Zan guy said he dissed he dissed him too. But just recently, I think I was watching like yeah, somebody said something else. Hot box or something, Mike Tyson, and he had a, one of the rappers on there, and he he didn't say it. You know, Mike Tyson's a huge Tupac fan. So he didn't say it in a disrespectful way. He said it like, yeah, I, I just 
I, I just heard Tupac for the first time and and I thought about it you know my natural instinct is to get mad and go oh man you know like oh he's lying or this and that but I thought about it I said he hasn't he really hasn't put on a Tupac record he it it wouldn't resonate with him right now if he put a Tupac record on he'd listen to it and go yes yeah, all right right because that's not what he's into he's right. not in he's like yeah man that, that that Tupac record it's all right <laughs> <laughs> and we we sit here and our minds would get blown I think Naki you and I were in the studio one time uh, on third street and that mom remember she brought her 13 year old son in there and uh, she she said something like, you know, do you like Tupac or something like that? And he was like, nah, I don't even listen to Tupac. And I remember just like losing my mind. Like, you raise this kid this way? She right. Was like, this well, kid we want to strangle the little guy. Like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> but then you you put it in context. You know, I take my and I have, if I take my emotions out of it, I go, yeah, because my son. And my 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 16 year old son, his go to is not Tupac, like Lil Baby's his go to. And and, you know, those artists are like the ones that like he gets turned up and, you know, he right. he knows what he knows, like the excitement when those songs come on with all of his friends and the girls and they're all jumping up and down and, you know, like slam dancing into each other and stuff. You put on a Tupac song like at one of their dances or anything. The kids are like, man, eh, all right, man. Eh, right. <laughs> they're, they're not going eight, you know. They're not going crazy. My so. thing has always been, you you don't have to like a lot of the artists from the past, but know the history. You know what I'm saying? Just know the history, know where this came from, because it's like if you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice by not knowing the history of what you're doing. You're saying an artist. That's what an artist should do. Yes, an artist, new artist, new artist. Yeah, uh, I, I would have agreed with you yesterday, had we not just started this conversation. No, I'm serious. I would have agreed with you 100% yesterday. But the more I keep thinking about this, thinking about this, why? If they're getting paid right now to do the same junk, the same mumbo jumbo as the next artist, and they're getting paid these. These young guys, and they're about to really get paid because they're going to start being able to tour again. They're going to be able to go to on these tours. They're touring now. Yeah, they're back. Right? So they're going to be making more money than those previous artists ever made on a, a tour, a one-year tour. Those guys will have and pocket more money than any of their four, you know, the forefathers of hip-hop ever did. And the thing that motivates these kids, these new artists now, is not history. It's money. That's the only thing that motivates. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But with today's industry, the turnover rate is so high. So at the mm -hmm. end of the day, the more you know, the more you grow. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you constantly keep doing the same stuff, let's just say, you know, you haven't learned anything about growth or even about the history of what you're doing. I mean. When Little Baby first came out, you think his first choice was to do a song with Kirk Franklin? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you know? But as he evolved in the industry and knew how, if he did this record, how it would impact his career, 
going forward, bringing him a whole new audience, it made sense for him. I, you know, I think, I think you're right. I think that, but that comes with growth. I think yes. as a young artist jumping in right now, like if I was to get in, you know, I'm 16, 17 years old and I want to, and I want to be famous and I want to have, you know, my music heard by the masses. <clears throat> I'm not looking to the past to, to, to like get a history lesson. I'm looking at what's happening on now, like what's going on now. Can I, can I blend? Can I get into this right now? Yeah. I can flow because there's no trick to the flow of hip hop right now. Everyone Today, yeah. <laughs> there's no trick. The uh -huh. trick is to get a hook, right? Is to get that little 20 second TikTok hook. That's the trick for, for music now. So I think that we've dumbed it, we've allowed it to be dumbed down to this point. I, think, was we? I don't know about that. I, I mean, if, hey, that's what the, if that's what the new generations want, then that's where the industry or the culture is going to go. That's not us three consciously letting it happen. <laughs> that's not how art flows, you know? Right. I think it, it, it all goes back to the microwave versus baked. Everything's become faster. Everything's become... Um, well, ev everything's more accessible. Accessibility, yes. We can each cut an album time. today from these three little studios that we have at our house. Yeah. And then just imagine this how back, you know, when we used to have to stand in line to purchase a CD or go pick vinyl or this and that. No. Now, as you just listen to the albums on your phone, you know, it's just, you know, now I'm, I love that technology has evolved. I'm I'm not the type of person who will be stuck on how things are. Cause if it can make things better, yes, let's do that. You know, but at the end of the day, it's like these kids, man, this this is their choice, but I feel like they didn't have the proper guidance to do it in a a, a better way where they would know the history. And they didn't they need just it. just dive right in. They didn't need it. They had the tools, you know, on hand and on their laptops. and That's true. And then they could pump it out there. I mean, did you put the Spotify thing up the other day, Naki? Was that you? About how many songs are put every day? 60,000, was it? So it's almost one no, that per... that wasn't me, but I think somebody put it up. So I think one per second song is uploaded as music on Spotify. Every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's the content, man. It's like people' ears are they they get tired quickly now because it's so much music to digest. I mean, Pop Smoke just released the album, a new album. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but I'm gonna listen to it. Uh, Vince Staples listed uh, released the album. I, I can't get around. To, I'm still stuck on Tyler Creator's album, which I think is the the best album of the year right now. Until Kanye drops on uh, the 24th to see what he does. It's coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, but as it stands, I'm just stuck on Tyler Creator right now. I'm going to move on to the other guys and get them a chance. But for right now, it's, 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 it's Tyler and it's J. Cole, to me, that has the best rap albums of 2021. That's my opinion. That's what my son, that's what Dallas told me. He's like, yeah, Tyler Creator's new album is the best. It's amazing. It's best. amazing. I'm like, Really? Should I listen to some of it? <laughs> listen to it. I, I promise you that it's no skips. 
it's like it's all the way through, man. And and the, the transitions of the beats and the content is just it's it's. I mean, he's so underrated, but I mean, he's a Grammy is, Award winner. I don't know how underrated he is. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you still you you still don't get respect from peers. That's but you know, at the end of the day, I think he really did it on this one. Yeah, I think uh-huh. what he's got so far came with the fame more than uh, his own well, you know, industry's it, recognition. It, to me, it's like the guy put in a lot of work. I remember taking Dallas to his first concert. It was a Tyler, the Creator concert there at the uh, Warfield in San Francisco. And I never heard of the kid, like never. And, and my son was just like all about odd future. He wore all the clothing, uh, watched the TV shows and all this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I go, okay, man, you know, I know the Warfield. I know the area. We just kind of cruise up there and, and jump in line. So I get up there and I go, man, that line goes all the way to the end of the corner. Oh, well. So I get to the end of the corner. I'm about to pop in. And they're like, hey, that line's back there. I look the line around the corner, <laughs> all the way up to the end of the other corner and yeah. around the other corner. I went. Hey Dallas, we're gonna have to see if I know somebody. Haven't stood in the line and <laughs> man, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how did these? How did they? How do they know? How did they know about this concert? It wasn't promoted on radio. It wasn't like in like trade mag. How do these kids know? And that was when I first like go, okay, this whole social media thing. Uh, I'm I'm light years behind what's happening out there and. Uh, I got to learn this thing fast, but I didn't what, learn it. What year do you think that was? He was 14. He's 21 now, seven years ago. What, what is that? It's like 2014. 2014, 2013, maybe. Instagram was still getting rolling, but there wasn't even probably like decent heavy I mean, video. Our future that was like uh, a deep, dope group. I mean, they had Frank Ocean in there, man. They had like girl sweatshirt, all these other. Yeah, guys. they got all these guys in there that like, you know, kind of like a. Uh, it was like a, a oh, like a Wu Tang ish type click, you know, and they produced some good music. It was pretty good. I mean, I I was definitely uh, you know, intrigued by what they were doing, and and now seeing how everybody broke off and did solo projects that developed into something good, it's like you know that was kind of like a, a a precursor to um what the younger generation could do if. You know what I'm saying? They did their research. Well, remember they had they had their own television show on Adult Swim. They had that clothing line that just went bananas. You know, all the kids mm-hmm. were wearing that, that clothing. I mean, you got to give it up to them and give it up to uh, Tyler, the creator, man. The guy had a great vision and yeah. still does, obviously. Still does. Um, and then, you know, I remember uh, he also wanted to go to that uh, Logic show. And I oh, didn't yeah. really. Oh, yeah. I didn't really know too much about logic and you were telling me nike you're like man this logic kid is like legit i'm like what and mm-hmm. to that concert i was like oh damn like it was <laughs> crazy this guy we i mean you know and just to see billy like what like, yeah. i was like i told you man this dude i mean he uh, you know at the time he had the song out about uh suicide prevention and and things like that. He to me, he kind of reminded me of a uh, uh, evangelist, like uh, which with Joel Osteen of rap, you know, <laughs> preaching, you know. But he had a real good message behind his record, non-denominational rap, <laughs> <laughs> right? And and he had a real strong following because that place was packed, packed. He had was people that 
the Bill yeah. Graham or was I went with you in Dallas to something at the Bill Graham. Do you remember what it was? It was probably one of it, you know, he the 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 cool thing though that I appreciate about Dallas's ear is he does pick up on those kinds of artists where he doesn't like really fall into the like the commercial side of things. Uh, you know, Naki, like that's why I was like, I didn't know who those artists, I didn't know who those artists were, but somehow my 14 year old, and he started when he was 12, 12 to 14 year old son was finding these new artists on, you know, YouTube or wherever they were finding it at that time yeah. and, and then just embracing it. So I was like, well, you know, Hey, keep telling me. So I don't, I don't get, so I don't feel too old. Here. <laughs> <laughs> keep that. Keep it coming. <laughs> yeah. That's how a lot of them got discovered. You know, SoundCloud was kind of like uh, the catalyst for that. Then you got YouTube. Um, yeah, so even like um, when you talk about flowers, uh, like Soldier Boy, I mean, despite, you know, hate him or love him, he did a lot of stuff before everybody, yeah. you know, and it's good to see a lot of people giving him his credit, you know, saying for a lot of stuff, you know, you know, uh, using the internet to your advantage to, uh, sell records and um, it's a lot of stuff that he was doing. He, I mean, that whole kiss me through the phone, uh, that was something that before they had the FaceTime, you know, mm. thing with the phones, he was actually one of the people that was like kind of like pushing for that. So it's good to see that he's getting his uh, his credit, you know, even though he, he had to go take it. <laughs> 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 but, but he's getting it though. Well, my thing is, so because you know, you, me, anybody can produce a hit out of our homes. What's the need for record labels? For major record labels, what's the need for them? Well, they have marketing dollars. Yeah, you could pay to get the name out, right? And like, they like they have it. access to radio. You know, they can Interviews. get you with that extra promotion. So I think they will always be, there will always be a need for them because if you think about it as an artist, you want to do your, you want to do your record and you want to tour. You don't want to be stuck in the office doing graphics or doing the publishing information. So they pretty much, you know, it's, it's a small need for them unless you have a team that can, can do those things, you know, but, the marketing dollars, man, that's the main thing. They can get those records into places that you probably can't as an indie. I can see that. I can see that. But I think that that starts to diminish after, after more and more guys do it independently because, you know, you've got that independent uh, label out of San Francisco Empire, and they've seemed to have, like, figured out the matrix of, you know, the, the big record companies. To able to where they're able to give independent artists their opportunity to to make the real money in music, you know, it, it seems like they've kind of figured that out. I just think that more artists are going to be able to crack that nut. Where the need a rec, uh, like a record label is going to have to sort of reinvent themselves, right? What what they're bringing to the table versus you had to bring everything to the table before to get a record deal. Now the record company needs to come to you and say, well, we can provide X, Y, and Z. Let's do this together versus let's take all your money. See, here's what record labels are doing, and they're being called out for it because a lot of the average 
consumers don't know what this is. They're doing this thing where it's called uh, industry plants. What they do is they put an artist out and they will kind of fake like their grassroots and they're struggling and they're, you know, they're hitting the, the mom pot diners, you know, trying to get their music out all day. <laughs> and that's not the case. Uh, this is one artist. Her name is, you know, her. Oh yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. they, they consider her an industry plant because she had a record deal since she was 15 mm. and it didn't work. You know, she could play instruments. She was on Good Morning America. She was, she even had her real name is um, him. No, <laughs> no, it's uh, <laughs> what's her, her real name is she. She went by her real name. What well, I forget already. Gabby. Gabriella. Gabby Wilson. I think that was her real name. Sarmiento Wilson. And it didn't work. So what she did was she had this alias where she created this whole new image. This her artist girl and they put out the records on SoundCloud and they grassroots the whole project has made people think that hey this girl independent we only rock with the indie artists you know how it is yeah. and then once she caught on she got rid of the Gabby Wilson thing and was full fledged her but a lot of bloggers and, and tastemakers are calling people out on that because they even look at Chance the Rapper and say, you know, he's an industry plant, hmm. you know, because, you know, he had some dealings with Universal and uh, some dealings with Spotify. And, you know, he had some stuff that he had lined up while he was doing the, the struggle route, if you will. But that's what they're doing to kind of keep their ear to the streets by putting these industry plants out. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's all, you know, it's all kind of a hustle too on the back end of things. You know, um, I just, you know, I just think that music is in that phase right now. It's very uh, disposable, right? You, you have mm -hmm. artists that are you know, never in the history of, of radio or music did you have an artist that could have three songs on the radio at once, right? You couldn't do it. There, and, and there was more than a handful of artists that were on popular radio. You had, you know, 20, 30 different artists with singles on radio where now it's, it really feels like the mu mu uh, movie industry where they do sequels. They do or, or redo <laughs> a movie. Reboot wants to take the chance on a new sound or a new artist. It seems like to me, right? They don't really want to put their reputation out there and and break a new record. Go, this is a different sound. This sounds totally different than every other song on my radio station. I'm gonna play it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I just or they don't even get it in their hands. I don't think you know. Uh, it's it's just, it's strange to me. It's strange. It, it, it's it's a lot of. Uh... There's a lot of greasing going on. It's a lot um, of uh, more of a machine too, right? Like, it, it's a yeah. And the thing about it that that's funny, it's like it's a lot of watching. Like you got stations that watch stations. Like let me see what they plan. Let me see what they plan. Which is always want to know what your competition is doing. But if you're a station that can break records, it's gonna prevent you from being the trendsetter. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know what I'm saying? You won't, like Billy was saying, you won't take a chance on a new artist because you 
you know, <laughs> you either watching this or you, 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 I'm playing what he playing or he said it's okay, so I'm gonna play it. It's it it, it, it kind of um, it's 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 sad that that happens because a lot of artists don't get chances, right? And then when you have artists with multiple songs off the same project that's rotating on a station, that eliminates a spot for someone who you know yeah. can can have a spot to get their record in there. I'll tell you it, something that, that crazy that messed me up a little bit because they just started playing this record. Not telling this tank record. I was about to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to ask Naki if tank is a tr- is a is one of those. <laughs> Plants, plants. <laughs> nah, he, he's not a plant. He, he's not. He's definitely not a plant. He uh, he paid his dues. Yeah, okay. you know, he's paid, he's no, I don't know. I, I never heard of him. I was just, you oh, know. No, no, Thanks But what were you gonna say about it? Years, years. But but what I'm saying about this song is, how do you do a Maxwell song? Like it's Maxwell, but he's changed the lyrics. He changed it, and, and it's like it's the same exact song. So anytime I was hearing it before I started playing, I go, "Wow, man, people are really liking that Maxwell." Like they they they're like really starting to play that Maxwell again, because uh, you know I'm hearing it off in the distance. I'm not like paying paying too much attention to it because it feels like it's number one. You hear the music, the melody. I'm playing it. <laughs> I'm playing. It's a great song. It's a dope song. It's a great song. But then you go, well, the the friggin' Maxwell song was a great song. <laughs> See, the thing is, it's not even a Maxwell record. It's actually a remake. Maxwell did a cover of that song on the MTV Unplugged. <laughs> so that's, it's actually a young lady's record. I forget her name. She's a, a pop artist or something, but it's her record. But, uh, but uh, Maxwell made it popular with right. the urban community. Right. And Tank, <laughs> he rebooted it. He did a Space Jam too. <laughs> yeah, it looks the same. Face <laughs> Jam reboot of a song, and it's it's not like the it's not like he pulled the song out from like you know the fifties and redid. Right. It's like that song just came out not too. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. Well, shit, it might have came out. How long ago did that song came out? So it was uh well, I just looked up the original. Um, recorded nineteen eighty eight. It's British. Um, Kate Bush. Kate Bush. That's her name. Yep, that's her. Kate Bush. That's our record. Yep. When did when did when did uh, Maxwell do it? Uh, let's see, two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand somewhere. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Recorded two thousand two thousand one. Right. You got the twenty year window. So is it okay to use it after twenty years? Yes. <laughs> I think if it's if it's good enough. You, because so back in the 50s and 60s, you'll hear, you know, I started looking up some of these years, and there's three versions of the same song. Yeah, well, you know, it would come out the exact same time. Like, you'd have like Elvis Presley, a Carl and Perkins, and all these Someone else will grab it at the same time. And do exactly. it immediately. Yeah. I thought but that I was, was always, cool. Yeah, what I was always told if, if something was a hit 20 years ago, it would be a hit today. So that's what, that's what I was told. Okay, so let's say, let, let's, let's, let's say that's true. We might be able, we might be onto something right now. Oh, yeah. What if we put out <laughs> California Love, a reboot of California Love, and you put two new artists on it? Mm. Would, it be, would it still have the mm. same effect that the original California Love had? What if about you use the California raisins? <laughs> I was gonna say the 
the <laughs> the newly formed Mount Westmore crew? What if they did a a redo of California Love and no, they no, all they, had their own be, verse? It's got to be brand new artists, right? It's got to be. But, but do y'all think it's certain records that you can't touch, like that? That's like masterpieces that you shouldn't space jam to it. Mm, not necessarily. I, not I necessarily? think I think it's kind of one of those things where you sit back. And you go, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know, you're expecting to see someone flat fall on their face, you know, and without really so, telling them. But if they kill it, they're in. So right? if you want to reboot California Love, it would yeah. definitely have to be a new artist from California. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. That I don't know who's like. I don't either. Dominating or even a factor in the new generation that's from Cali besides Tyler. He's from California. Let's, let's right. take California love off the table. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's say uh, California dreaming. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mom and Papa's. How about, how about, There's uh, a beautiful house version of that song. It's been done. About, it's amazing. How about, <laughs> how about, I heard it. <laughs> could somebody redo a Biggie record? Any Biggie record? Could someone redo it right now? Give it a new spin on it. It's interesting you say that about the Biggie remake. It's definitely possible, but here's something that is uh, that that that's kind of uh, crazy, right? Uh, when Biggie came out with One More Chance, uh-huh. he sampled El DeBarge's Stay With Me record, right? So he pretty much made that record popular in the rap community at least that sample right you go 2021 you got money bag yo who takes the same elder barge sample and he drops a record called wakisha which is about liquor the the lean so i'm sure he did the the sample not because it was an elder barge record but it was because biggie used it and the same way Ashanti did with, um, what's the song she did? Uh, on, on, uh, oh, on with the same sample. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Foolish, yeah. Is it foolish? Well, it's foolish. And then the, the one with Biggie on it's called Unfoolish or something like that. Right, right. But Biggie made that popular, that at least that Elder Barge sample in the rap community. Right. So it's kind of like a Biggie remake, but not a Biggie remake. No, I'm t- I'm am t- talking about using the exact words Biggie used, like saying I'm going to do I'm going to reboot and redo Biggie, like a cover, a cover. You're doing a cover, well, a but artist, right? Where Tank Tank didn't cover. He his song was a little different. He chopped it up. He used the hook. Yeah, yeah. Tank used the hook and just did like different he verses. Kind of went in and out and gave it a new story, which I thought was really cool. Can you cover? Now, could you cover a Biggie? Could you cover a Tupac? I don't think so. I think if you're going to cover it, you have to just sample it or take from it and use the portions of it and not necessarily cover the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, because their voices were their own half the story anyway when you listen to them, right? Like, I, I don't think anyone could come out and uh, they could put their own verse on it, but they're never going to be able to touch their two voices. So is hip hop the only genre of music you can't cover, or remake, or reboot? No, just cover. You can't cover hip hop. Is that the only mm-hmm. genre of music? You know, 
I would say that. Maybe. I would say different genres do do it all the time. Like I think Fallout Boy and Weezer did some rap songs before where they just sang the lyrics of a rap song, but it was in a rock format. And maybe somebody could like sing Dear Mama, right? No, I'm talking about a brand, new, a brand new up and coming artist, or even even an established artist, and cover it Come and cover it. Uh, like verbatim cover a rap song just like you know uh whitney houston covered a dolly parton record right it was one of her biggest records ever she covered a song that was already out and done before uh same with same with uh it's different rules i think different rules apply and i think that's messed up because hip-hop put all these stipulations into play when the genre was created you know, as far as like rappers having to write their own lyrics, you're not a true MC if you don't write your own lyrics, but you're writing a song. It's okay if Quincy Jones team up with five other guys to make a hit for uh, Frank Sinatra, but it's not okay if Kanye have five other writers on his record. I mean, I, I'm, I'm for the song, you know what I'm saying? So I'm okay with rappers teaming up to you know trade lyrics to make a song because at the end of the day it's a song yeah but you know that's the thing naki it's like it's 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 like sort of this total double standard because they you say that about hip-hop and we say that about hip-hop yet every rapper out right now tries to sound like the last rapper or the last one that just had a hit but you can't cover a record and i think that not covering records not being able to cover a hip-hop record might have uh or if you were able to cover those hip-hop records you might have given life to the treacherous three you might have given life to these uh these 80s artists where you're like listen mm. i'm gonna redo your song you're gonna get paid again and you're gonna have some interest in your catalog again because i covered you M you know me this brand new big artist covered you can you see little baby saying, clap your hands, everybody. <laughs> everybody, clap your hands. Yeah, but why not? Right? Why that's that? true. That, that, that's true. But see, this, this all goes back to rap putting all these stipulations in there, which they shouldn't have. I think it should have been kind of even how the rest of um, the, the genres go. You know, if, if Dolly, if, if Whitney can cover Dolly Parton, why can't um, little baby cover Curtis Curtis Blow. We're gonna do this joint instead of you. You know what? And I, you know who wouldn't be mad at him covering is Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow would okay. <laughs> say, "Do it, <laughs> do it, do it, please." But yeah, you you have a valid point. I mean, they, I think it's it, it's not fair because it's just too many stipulations. You know, they got the the old rapper. You can't be rapping if you're you know 50 years old it's like if you're making songs you got so many artists man that that are you know still putting out records charlie wilson uh tony bennett these guys are like still touring and putting out you know hit records and they over 50 60 years old but it that's you know it, it applies and rap you they they look down on you for doing that i just think i think that the the notion of it has been so taboo for so long 
and, and actually, I think it was rappers being very territorial about their work and about their material. You know, the same way Prince was. Prince was like, man, you can't do my song unless you're sleeping mm. with me, right? Yeah. I'm not, you, <laughs> you can't use my music. <laughs> but but the, the songs that Prince let people redo were smash hits, right? Were. Shaka Khan, uh, she redid, redid I Feel For You. Uh, who, who's the other uh, girl? Uh, Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor tore the one. She had a huge song. Um so if people were able to redo an artist like Prince, I mean, it was, of course it was with his blessing, but I would think, and I, I, I'm pretty sure those 80s hip hop and, and early 90s hip hop artists who are a little struggling a little bit right now and, and a little bit bitter, if one of these new young guys came out and said, hey, man, I'm going to cover, I want to cover your record, man, trust me, they're going to let him cover it. See, it's been some some covering, but not full covering. Like you know, um, Gucci Mane did a, a a Posse's on Broadway remake, where it's like Posse's on some street in Atlanta. But he E40 still did kept, too. Yeah, E Forty did a, a cover, kind of. But it's more so they add their own spin to it. Not not a hundred percent like what Tank did, but. They keep the same cadence and mm -hmm. the, the the noticeable parts of the song that stood out. I'm just in, I'm interested. I'm interested to see if if an artist could pull that off. I think that that would just breathe. Well, it would be that history lesson, right, Naki? That you're talking about. It would be, yeah. oh, who was that, and where did they come from, and when did that song come out? I think that right. young people would. Definitely, because they want to know. They're going to Google it. Oh, man, that song actually came out 1989. And uh, and that's the research, because how did we find out that Tank, who covered uh, who covered Maxwell, who covered <laughs> Kate Bush, we found out because we researched it. Right. And that's the history of the game. So I say, let's do this. Let's uh, throw out some titles, like some songs and an artist that we think should space jam to it. A new legacy. What you got? Oh, there's okay. Okay. Would we have cover just a friend? <sighs> Let me see. Who we have covered just a friend. You. They got to be able to sing off key. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no auto tune allowed. They got to be off key. <laughs> and it has to be a new artist, right? New artist. Oh, relatively new, you know, relatively new. How about, let's say... I, I, you said it earlier. What about Tyler, the creator? I think he could pull that. That would be a great... Right? I think he could pull that. That would be awesome. Yeah. That was, that's a great pick for that one. I think he definitely would be able to pull that off. I think I think he would sound so good at, at pulling that record off, actually. They yeah. Contact him today and say, we've got an idea for you. Digging in the crates has an idea for you. <laughs> Can you add it to your new Grammy album? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he could pull that off. I think that was a great pick. And, uh, and you know, because he does a lot of dressing up. He does a lot of costumes. He does a lot of, you know, kind of some of the stuff that Biz did back in the day. Uh, the character uh, stuff. Yeah. So I think that one definitely makes sense. Okay. So then you talked about the breaks. Who could do the Curtis Blow, the breaks? Oh, hmm. that's gonna be tough, man. It's a whole different uh <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
get uh my god <sighs> that's tough that's tough I, i'm trying to picture it I, I i it's hard to picture that you know who hasn't had a record in a long time that might be inter it might sound interesting if he did <laughs> bob i think he could do that right because he's he's I think he could do that he's kind of a he's kind of a a take on Andre 3000 to me anyways. I think I've kind of always felt like he stole a little bit of Andre 3000's uh Yeah, he he got a similar voice too. Yeah. I think he could he could probably do that. Might be able to pull that. Do you think Fabulous could pull it off? Not the breaks. No, not the breaks. Mm-mm. No, you have to give Fab like he has to do something like uh hypnotized. <laughs> Nah, like so. What you're saying, <laughs> like right, in PMD, like he could do like mm, so. Yeah, what you're he's got to slow it down a little bit and be cool. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I, I I can hear him flowing over that beat. Yeah, but he'd have to he'd have to team up with somebody. All right, so we'll go. Mace, Mace, and Fabulous. <laughs> what? Got, he's got and that the draw. Same voice, voice. That could work. <laughs> that could work. I mean, There's probably you know. some software we could uh, just make this happen without. That, <laughs> <laughs> that definitely could work. Uh, uh, I, I was thinking. I mean, Mace doesn't get the uh, the praise for being a lyrical guy, but oh, oh, trying to find somebody else that can match uh, fabulous, fabulous uh, wordplay. Who could do that? Mm. Let's come back to that one. We'll let's, come back to that. Let's let's think of one of those iconic voices. I'm and I'm thinking a little bit West Coast here, Naki. Uh, like Easy E, like to redo in uh, Boys in the Hood or that something. That should be doable. Actually, see, that this is what doable. I'm saying, man. It's it's crazy because Meg The Stallion did a a, a Boys mm-hmm. in the Hood remake. Mm-hmm. She did that. Yeah, she she actually did that, but it was more like the Tank way. Not the uh, not the actual lyric, for right? Lyric. But but she kept the hook and and all that stuff. Well, I Sam, think it was a dope song. It was dope. Yeah, and I, and I think that she probably did that, and her producer did that on purpose. Like like we can't bite this a hundred percent. We got to put our flair on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's just sampling. The rules, were off. the rules were off. You can do it now. You can do the whole thing. You know the way it was meant to be done. <laughs> well, we're gonna put together a list, and for the next uh, podcast. Let's have a list of our top three. You have every all of us have three songs that we're gonna do the remakes. We, we Four remake. Four, no, no, no tank. We're going straight Space Jam, a new legacy. We're gonna a, redo a cover, it. a cover, <laughs> a straight cover. We gotta go further than space. How do we get karaoke? Here? Who do we put up on that stage to do someone else's song? Who you yeah. know, people would want to see. I, 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 I really am interested because I would actually like to hear. Where before, if you had asked me like a couple days ago, hey, man, what if somebody redid a, a Easy E record? I'd be like, man, blasphemy, right? Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> but when you think about it, man, it'd be a, a great way to get some shine for those 80s artists and those 90s artists again. To right. have paying that homage to them. Right, right. And, and, and putting shine and light on, on, their, on their record because a lot of people may not know like you know where this record came from like or like the boogie boys fly girl like how many people like today would know that record and that was a big record yeah that was a big record yeah fly girl or the 
UTFO, another uh, E40 cover. Roxanne, Roxanne, or those kind of records, and mm-hmm. those are some of those like lost, not lost, but hidden gems of hip hop that the younger generation will never, never, unless they go searching, they'll never know about these records unless right. someone redid it. You know, E40 did a uh, Fly Girl, right? Fly Girl before he Fly did girl. the tank. He did the tank way though. <laughs> yeah. He tanked it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's what everybody does, though. Like, it's, right, everybody it's, does it the tank way. Not, they don't do. They and, don't and, do and the full cool remake. And then it's hip hop and rap. So then you have your own style, and you know, there's a. It's not like you sing a song and then everyone learns it. It's you have your style, and that's your style, right? Like, mm-hmm. it used to be, you know, you want to be different, so you would never do that. That's just not the, the flow of hip hop. <laughs> I, I don't know. You, you probably have a hard time convincing a new artist to redo verbatim. Oh, yeah. uh, it's it's going to be tough. Right? You'd have a hard time. It's but, definitely going to be tough. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> That's so, corny, so, so I don't, oh, man, I got a great verse for this. No, 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 no. Do this. You're going to do this. What's this? I need uh, you to say, clap your hands, everybody. Who would redo <laughs> Little Nas X doing Cisco's thong song? Like, I can see that. Thong song? Yeah, he <laughs> I, I definitely can see that. He would probably slay that one. I, I think he could do that. He would probably. <laughs> that would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Call Cisco wearing a thong in his video. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's like, wait, wait a minute. This is. <laughs> well, you definitely know Lil Nas X will put a thong on for that. <laughs> He'll definitely uh, show that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you put a visual in my head. And I can't... Oh, hey, you're welcome. You're all welcome. <laughs> But that's good though. That's that's good. So I think we should definitely uh, come up with a list, man, and, and pick some artists and, and pick some songs and 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 uh, let's do the full remake uh, and just you know Space Jam it, bro. Did just you guys watch Space Jam too? I haven't yet. I haven't, I haven't yet, yet. But I there's no way I was gonna go to a theater for it. But it's on HBO, so I might you know. Yeah, I might sneak a little. I might watch it. it. You know. And they keep giving the disclaimer that it's for kids because they say LeBron acting isn't the best, but they had know. to put a disclaimer. Well, you got the the LeBron fans and the apologists, the people who are uh, pro LeBron. They're saying the movie's for kids because oh, a lot of people okay. was criticizing his acting. But I mean, he's a basketball player. He ain't. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's not a. a you know, Denzel Washington, you know what I'm saying? So what you expect? He, Jordan you didn't know. do too much either, you know? Like, he was right. just, just a like, lot of reaction shots. and Yeah, so it's huh? like, what's the big what? deal? Yeah. Right. It's like, but, you know, he's getting a lot of criticism for that. And it's like, okay. Does he fall down a lot in the... Uh, yeah, does he flop as much as in real life? Uh, or was he acting? I think he said doing, five times know. he flopped. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no flopping. Is... LeBron James is a beast. There's no if and yes, he's a beast. He's a definitely a, a a top five player to me. Yeah, he and I just to me it's kind of weird that 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 is such a part of his game or what he's going to be remembered for the flopping and the the you know that gamesmanship versus like how great of a basketball player he really is. People like are like ah man he fell down or he's faking that or 
I mean, I saw where they, they were like, he was acting like in one of those playoff games, like he got elbowed in the face. And he was like, <laughs> and he like fell on the ground. I was like, man, that I guess the Warriors, because then he told Curry, he was like, yeah, and I couldn't see anything. And then right. Curry was like, whatever. You know, a lot of this drama comes from his own fans, you know, with this little Jordan versus LeBron debate. And, you know, a lot of the criticism of, uh, you know, how people, you know, view him comes from them because they opened up that can of worms. And then him also being the self-proclaimed king or the best player in the world when he actually said that. Oh, he said that? Oh, yeah. yeah, he said he was the best. They asked him. He said that. And, and they was, we like, talked they, about that because Jordan never said that. Right. It's like, just let the people decide on what to let them talk. Let them decide on who they think is the best. You can, you know, discuss that amongst your your friends and stuff. But don't go out in public and say, hey, I'm I'm the best to ever, ever. do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, you just got to let other people say champ if you say that. You're, you're, you're your own champ when you say that. <laughs> It just, it just makes you look like it just it just makes people really like crucify you after that because it, it's like it's a lot of other play everybody should think that they're great don't get me wrong but let the public decide it not you know you going out campaigning that you're the best in the world no let the let the public do to do that and you save that for yourself i think so who do you have michael jordan or uh lebron james uh, I got I got Jordan, man. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pro Jordan, but I'm also pro LeBron. I, I like him too. Don't get me wrong, but I I just think they're totally two different players. The closest to Michael Jordan would be Kobe in mm-hmm. my mind. If you were, I agree to compare. with that. But I, I couldn't compare Jordan to LeBron because their game is so different. Right, right. You know, so I just think, and I think the element of toughness that that era of basketball was yeah like, if you to have that kind of longevity in that the, that span in those 80s and those guys were killing each other they were like playing football <laughs> <laughs> it's like you had to learn how to shoot and box at the same time you had to train <laughs> with a boxing coach <laughs> and a trainer back in those days because somebody was gonna come at you you had to be ready and they were they they were like hitting you with their elbows and forearms and everything, pushing yeah. you the, putting the foot under your foot when you're coming down and oof. And you notice why players from Jordan era had much more durability than players in this era. A player could get hit in the nose and keep and it's, it's broke. It's like a player can fall and ACL, tore, you know, it's like because the durability and the toughness and the grit from back then, it was so much going on that, you know, you were you were built for that. You come now, you, you can't, you know, you touch somebody on the elbow, it's a foul. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of softness in it, you know? A Do you guys wish charming, they, they still fought a little bit, mix it up a little bit? Hell yeah, I wanted to yeah. see <laughs> I would love to see some scrapping in the NBA. Yeah. Do you think it ended with like the Miami Heat and Knicks era? Like that kind of I think it ended 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 when uh like, the, the, the 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 malice in the palace. When they testing up into the stand. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That was when it ended ended. It's like if y'all ever do this again. Huh? 
we're, we're it's, it's you know it's done so that, i think that's when it ended in like that we're, we're done with that chapter because it remember it was sort of it was still ramping up back. <laughs> it was it was it was kind of you know it was it was itching up there but when that happened that just put a hold on everything. It just killed it. Well, first they had the issue with like Latrell Spree- Spreewell choked the hell out PJ. of PJ. Sure and then oh, yeah. I think remember and then, like, Malice at the Palace. That thing was just when Jeff Van Gundy shot. ran on the court and he grabbed <laughs> whose <laughs> leg did he grab? Was it Lonzo Morton? Oh, he was on. Or he grabbed. I don't know. Maybe it was Ewing, Ewing or something like that. But it was one of the guys that were just so big they just kept walking with him, like holding him. his leg. <laughs> Oh, I love man. that. I was a big was, Knicks fan right there. So that was, like, was tough. That was right awesome. Me. <laughs> well, yeah, and then you know you talk about Jordan. Jordan punched Reggie Miller, right? Like they went yeah. at it. Yeah, they went at it. I mean, you know, uh, Jordan. You know, Jordan they, got. They were still punched throwing. by uh, Danny Ferry. Danny yeah. Ferry punched Jordan. Jordan slapped him up, gave him a <laughs> two piece spicy. <laughs> I gotta look up that highlight. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Look up Danny Ferry versus Jordan, and you'll see uh, some slaps going on. <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot of that, but I, I would love to see it. You know, I don't want people to get hurt. Don't get me wrong. Right. You know, but, I mean, just a good like punch in the mouth sometimes just make you know <laughs> just a little a little something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, they get put in hockey. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a part of the game. Hockey. They, that's that's a part of the game. That's that's required. You gotta have that in hockey. Yeah, those guys like damn near cut their heads off with those sticks. I'm like, yeah, you, you slice that whole guy's face open. Why? Why? <laughs> gotta make that shot. Gotta make the shot. That's tough. Yeah, those guys are crazy, man. <laughs> All right, so we have some homework for the next episode. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Three covers by three contemporary artists. That's right. And uh, all rap, all rap, right? All oh, rap. Yeah, just all, yeah, all yeah. rap. We're, we're doing a uh, Man, digging in the crates EP. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna do a four song EP, a three song EP, and one of ours. Uh, we, we'll see whose song is gonna make the EP. We all gotta <laughs> vote the song to make the EP. Hey, Naki, if this goes somewhere, you gotta produce the tracks. Yeah, you guys uh, do some of the vocal coaching, you know. Yeah. <laughs> your hands, everybody. everybody he did it like this. Hands. You gotta put these tight pants on. <laughs> now, why am I wearing the gloves with the fingers cut out? <laughs> <laughs> these are platform <laughs> shoes. Right. Go put these on. on the leather jeans, all that, man. Come on, let's hook it up. Uh, now, you think about it. Uh, African Bombata and all those guys, how they used to come out with all the. Mm. Well, let's bring it back. At least bring it back enough that people would know that these guys deserve their flowers. Right. Well, the message, though, I just thought about that. Didn't didn't Ice Cube redo the message? Who redid the message? Did he? He just took the beat. No, but I thought someone actually did the message. He did the message. They may have, but I, I mean, we would have to research it. But I, I never really you know can't remember that somebody actually remade the message yeah i think you just did check yourself right yep got it got oh. it yeah yeah oh they, I, I, yeah so they were just sampling those records i'm talking about a, re- a redo 
That'll be interesting. We're gonna do a, a whole redo. We're gonna we'll get the artist cover. and the song, and we'll see if that makes our digging in the crates EP. Alright. I like it. Wrap up the live right there. Yeah. Okay. Alright, you guys. Well, this was fun. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Let's take it back.